What's up everyone? Today I'm gonna to be talking all about three things that I've learned from marketing contractor companies. Now, this is a topic that I talked about a year ago at this time, and I'm gonna revisit those and then let you know, is it even relevant nowadays or not? Plus, I'll give you three things that are super relevant today. Don't miss them, let's do it. Hey everyone, this is Logan Schinholzer with Contractor Growth Network. Now, a year ago, uh, I think it actually released August 3rd, 18, there was our very first podcast, and it was three things that I have learned from marketing contracting companies. Now, I'm gonna revisit each of these three things and let you know, is this still relevant, yes or no? And then after that, I'm gonna actually walk you through three things that I've learned now that are unbelievably relevant, and I wanna kinda of tie the two together to see, is stuff really changing in the marketing world, or are the tactics changing? So, the very first thing that I talk about is the need to blog. Back in 2018, a year ago, I talked all about blogging for your contracting company. Now, here's the deal with blogging, is it's all really all about content. I grew, I know my dad's company, which is a pond company, all around blogs and putting out helpful information. Now, the reason that this worked so well was because in non-urgent industries, which is an industry that you know, people don't need to call you up and hire you right now. An example of that would be a uh, remodeler or a home builder or a landscaper, things like that, things that people are not gonna die if they don't hire you today, then people are gonna research the shit out of this stuff. So you need to have information, blogs, helpful tips around every aspect of the service that you have. It helps build trust, it helps build transparency, all those sorts of things. Uh, that worked really well for my dad's company. Let's talk about blogs and helpful tips first, things that are super urgent, which could be damage restoration or uh, remediation, like if you got mold. People are not really gonna be searching for months and months on all these blogs to figure out the best way to get rid of mold. They need to hire somebody because it's a health hazard. So when it comes to blogging for your contracting company, if you're in a non-urgent industry, it's still unbelievably relevant super important you need to put those vibes out there now if it's if you're in, a, in an industry that's like more like roofing or things like that where it's like if somebody's got a hole in their roof they're gonna call you ASAP blogging is not as important it's still super you know like it still is very helpful but I would say at the end of the day I would focus less on putting out all these helpful blogs and more about showing up number one on Google so that's the first thing it's still relevant but it really depends on what industry are you in the second thing that I talk about is make sure that you're diversifying online. And this is even more present in 2019 and moving forward from here than it was back in 2018 when I recorded the podcast. And what I mean by that is don't put all your eggs into one basket. If you go all in on Angie's List and you, you get all your reviews there, you get all your pictures up there, all your everything, what happens if you stop paying Angie's List? Your stuff goes away. And now what? you're screwed. On the other side of things, everybody buys differently. Some homeowners need to have referrals. They need to know somebody that hired you as a contractor before they're gonna hire you. Some people don't. So if you put all your eggs into the referral basket and build nothing up online, the people that wanna buy online, you're not gonna capture them. And vice versa, where if you don't ever go to any networking groups or build relationships in the community, the people that need to know somebody that's hired you, you're never gonna capture those. So by actually diversifying a lot and making sure that you have 
a website and social media and you're in networking groups and you're doing some direct mail stuff, I know it sounds like it's daunting, but you need to really figure out what works best for you. And by diversifying, you're gonna make sure that you capture everybody. And then if you start to really see, you know what, like in reality, 80% of my leads are coming from direct mail, well then drop the other 20% and double down on the direct mail. Because if that's really working for you, now you know. But you need to make sure that you're spreading out before you really thin down to one individual thing. So make sure you're diversifying where you're being found. And it's really called being omnipresent, right? Omni being everywhere, present being present. Make sure you're everywhere. And the very last thing that we talk about, and this is one of my favorite topics to talk about, this is what I said in 2018, is understand how to prove your value. Here's what I mean. A lot of contractors have this notion, and not even contractors, every single person in life has this, where they, it's human nature to feel like you're more valuable than you actually are. And you might be devaluing yourself, and people are willing to pay more, but what happens is, let's say you're a kitchen remodeler. You'll say something like, well, the kitchen that I'm gonna build you, or that you want, it's gonna cost 30 grand. And somebody's gonna say, wow, I was thinking 15. Now what? You got three options really. One is you do it for 15,000. Two is you don't do it at all because you feel like you're worth more. Or three, you learn how to show them that the kitchen that you're about to build them is worth the $30,000. And a lot of contractors don't understand, and a lot of businesses as a whole don't understand, how do you actually prove your value? How do you actually prove your worth? And I talked about that a year ago, but since then, I have done a ton of learning how to storytell, which is all about how do you focus less on the product or service that you're providing and more about what is the outcome for the end user. And between learning that stuff and then actually putting it into practice, we've learned that understanding how to actually prove your worth and prove your value is so, so, so important, especially in this gold rush right now, which is a great economy, right? It seems like every city is like, throwing up homes left and right, which means there's so many new contractors flooding in. Well, what happens when it slows down? Now who's left? The companies that have built brands and the companies that know how to sell on the benefits that they provide, not the features they provide, are the ones they're gonna win. So that is still super relevant today. And I'll give you an example. A lot of contractors get very frustrated when trying to work with a real estate agent. And here's why. A real estate agent is not as concerned with the product or service that you're gonna provide. As long as you can get it done and it's gonna cost them the least amount of money, they're cool with that because they're not the one that's gonna live in that house for 30 years. So the value is not there for them. But for a homeowner, the value is there because they're the one that has to live in it. They're the one that has to see shoddy work every single day and live with that. So the value is there for them. So I talked about this in 2018 and it's more relevant today understand how to prove your value because otherwise the market or the the world out there is going to dictate what you're worth and if you're not willing to accept that then either you're going to get no work or you're going to have to learn to prove that you are are worth the amount that you think that you're worth so those are the big three things that i talked about in 2018 the blogging stuff is still pretty uh very relevant or pretty relevant just depending on which industry you're in the diversify online is getting bigger and bigger and last but not least the proving your value is one of the most important aspects of business that i'm learning and it's less marketing and more 
just business as a whole. So let's fast forward to 2019. What are the big three things that I've learned over the past year that kind of ties into the 2018 ones? Well, the very first thing that I'm gonna talk about is this concept of value is created after the experience. Here's what I mean by that. Look at this park that we're in right now, right? If you just told me, hey, look, like, let's go film in this park, I'm gonna think like, well, why? Why would I bother to do that? But now that I'm actually in it, it's, it's nice, it's peaceful, there's good backdrops for videos, things like that, but until I'm actually experiencing this park and everything that it has to offer, this is not that great of a place to me because I have this preconceived notion of what a park is. It's just a park, it's just a place with a jungle gym that kids hang out, but in reality, it's so much more now that I'm here. So a lot of contractors don't understand that the value that they really create for homeowners are those values that the homeowner has to actually experience first. And let me give you a good example of this. My dad, Pond Guy, just mentioned him already. Up in, in February, we had a, an event up at my house, a CSA event, Contractor Sales Academy event, and Alex, the guy who's behind the camera right here, he and I were sitting on the front porch waiting for the Uber to come pick us up. My dad's a pond builder, and right next to us, is this pond. You can't really see it, but you can hear the water coming in. There's also wind chimes sitting up, and those are kind of, as the wind's blowing a little bit, those are kind of going off. So just imagine that you're sitting there on this front porch. I live in the woods. You've got the sound of running water. You've got the subtle wind chimes, like the ones that you would hear on like a meditation app, and you've got this warm breeze hitting you. How does that feel? What is that worth to you? And that is the exact reason why businesses that are in that non-urgent space, meaning home building, um, landscaping, cars, right, auto dealers, things like that, that's why they know they need for you to experience whatever they're selling to get you to really understand the true value behind it. Car dealerships do this all the time. Why do you think they have test drives? Why do you think they let you actually go out and borrow the car for the, a long weekend before you decide if you wanna buy it or not. Do you really think that you're gonna get in that new car and drive all around, go to the gym, go to church, go to a friend's house, go out to restaurants where people are gonna see you and then you go back to your dumpy car? No way. I've even seen it now where these dealerships are paying you money. They're actually offering you $50 gift cards, not to their own store, but to like amazon.com to actually come and test drive the car because they know if they can get you in that car, there's a very good chance that they're gonna get you to buy it at some point, and that's worth 50 bucks to them. So if you're a non-urgent contractor, you need to find an excuse to get people into your space to let them know this is what you're gonna be experiencing it, and once they experience that, they're gonna go, man, this is perfect for me. So landscaping, let's say you just do a, a brand new backyard for somebody, throw that person a party. Right, offer to cater that party for them because then that way they can invite their friends and their friends get to experience that backyard too. Remodeling, same deal. If somebody just, you just read their kitchen, say, hey look, I'm gonna throw, you know, I wanna throw you a party, invite all your friends, do you mind if I have a couple uh, prospects just come check it out? And then once they actually get in that space, they're gonna see how great it is of a service that you provided for them and they're gonna wanna buy. Value is created after the experience, do not forget that. Number two. This is less about marketing and more about leadership. Um, working with contractors, there are some that I work with that are very, very, very picky about their brand. 
And what I mean by that is, we're you know here as a marketing company, I can't I can't uh, talk about your brand as well as you can because it's your brand. You're the one that set up the company. You're the one that created everything. You know exactly what's going on in your head. Now, the difference between the successful contractors and the ones that are stuck in their own ways are the ones that are able to actually give up a bit of control. The, the ones that I work with that say, this needs to be changed, you can't do this, you can't do that, I don't want you to do this, and that are very, very protective of their brand are also the ones that have a very tough time hiring people. And if they do hire somebody, they have a very tough time of retaining people because things have to be done their way. And when things are always having to be done your way, how are you ever going to get out of the field? How are you ever going to be able to sell this company or go on vacation? Because then inherently you're going to think, well, they're going to screw stuff up. I'm just going to shut the whole job site down for the time that I'm away. So the, the contractors and the businesses that make sure that everything has to be done their own way, one, they never get anything done because they're always so concerned with what other people are going to think about them that they never just say, screw it. I would rather put something out there that's 90% of the way done instead of 100% of the way done. They are always stuck in this paralysis by analysis. And two, they're never able to actually hire someone because they treat everyone like crap. And that really is the people that come in and say, this, you know, you're doing a bad job and this is messed up. And, and I'm not talking about like a grammatical error or a spelling error. I'm talking about the people that just can't get out of their own way. I see it all the time. I've had a lot of discussions with other business owners about this concept of when stuff has to be perfect and it has to be done their own way, they're not like that with just the marketing. They're like that with every single aspect of their life. There's a, a phrase that's how you do something is how you do everything. Don't forget that. So if you are struggling to hire people or to retain people, people don't leave you for $1 an hour more. Customers don't not hire you because somebody else is at $49,000 and you're at $50,000. It doesn't happen because that's such a small amount that there's something else going on and a lot of times, actually all the time, it's you. So if you're one of those people that is so protective of your brand, I'm going to venture to guess you have a very tough time of hiring. So make sure you do the steps that you need to do to actually give up some control. And the very last thing that I'm going to talk about is the mistaken value, which has a lot to do with proving how to value yourself. And this is the same thing as 2018, where uh, there's a Tony Robbins quote that says, you are paid for the value you add, not the value you are. I remember growing up watching American Idol. You would see these singers that would come on and they would you know, say, hey, yep, I have a, a singing coach. My whole family's here to support me. I'm super excited. And then the three judges are like, you suck. And that's because everybody is telling them that they're great, but in reality, they're not great. So they're not adding any value to the show, so they don't bring them on. So you may feel like, oh, I'm the best singer in the world. I should be on the show. But if the judges and America doesn't feel like you should be on that show, you're out. And that's the same thing with contracting. You may feel like you are worth a lot more. And I'm not saying don't feel empowered and don't feel valuable. I'm just saying be self-aware about this stuff. You have to understand that people will only pay what they feel you're worth, the value that you're going to add to their world, not the value that you perceive yourself as. So um, a lot of the contractors that I work with are very high priced compared to their competitors. Like, you know, sometimes 
three times the amount that one of the direct competitors are. So they either have two options at that point is to either not work with that potential client that says, wow, you're at 10 grand and I have another bid for three grand. So they either say, well, I wish I could do it for three, but I can't. And then they both go their separate ways or they learn how to establish, well, they're, why do you think they're three grand and why do you think I'm 10 grand? What would you need to see from me to, to have you prove it to yourself that 10 grand is worth it you know, and it's worth spending $7,000 more. So you either need to understand that you're not gonna get everybody or you have to understand how to actually value yourself better. So again, don't feel entitled and feel like just because you do good work, people should be flocking to you. It's only worth what people are willing to pay. And that's plain and simple. So the big three from 2019 are gonna be one, value is created after the experience. Let people experience the world that you're in. Two, Make sure that you're able to give up control in certain aspects of the business, right? Yes, this is supposed to be more marketing related, but it's more of a leadership thing because we're here to help you grow. And if you can't hire properly and you can't retain employees, how do you really expect to grow? And three, don't mistake the value you put on yourself for the value that other people should be paying you for. The market, it's all supply and demand, right? Whatever the demand will pay for it and, you, and you're matched up with that, perfect. If you think of a scale and it's different where the demand is here and you're up here with the supply, you're gonna have to drop your price, right? Because the demand is low for what you got. But if it flips, where there's a lot of people that want your services, you can demand a higher price because it's all supply and demand, but make sure you understand that you need to learn how to prove your value and you're a problem solver at heart. Here's one thing that hasn't changed between 2018 and 2019. The need for you to smash that like button. It really helps the YouTube algorithm. That changes all the time, like a half a dozen times a day, but getting likes on videos is still one of the best ways to help this channel out and help other contractors see this message so the people that are doing the right stuff, you know, those that deserve to grow their business can learn how to do it the right way. So please do me a favor, hit the like button and we'll be good to go from there. Guys, thanks for checking this out. Make sure that it's, if you hear the word value, I know you hear it all the time, it's a cliche thing. Make sure you truly understand and you're self-aware the value you bring is different than the value that people perceive you as. And if you wanna connect it to, make sure you learn how to sell on that value. Thanks.